Oh, yeah. I'm freaking hungry. Okay, you're going to have to edit that out. I just got yelled at by a grown woman, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the hot lap. Are you drinking a beer? Right. All right, well, I'm, this, that's the end of this conversation, and I'll talk intentional as it comes. The hot lap. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Hot Lap Podcast, partnered with Belly Up Sports. You got J.R. Bolden, your host here, alongside of me, Brandon Key, as usual, and it's been a few weeks. We've taken a few weeks for ourselves, but now NASCAR is back in gear, and uh, we just wrapped up an exciting week at uh, Darlington, and I'm kind of out of breath. We just got through, we're recording this on Thursday night, so I just got through watching that Xfinity race, and man, that was that was a crazy ending. Man, Chase Briscoe, man. I'm so pumped up right now. He's such a wheelman. Yeah, man. Just a, a story and the emotion of this week and then uh, going out there and, and, and beating. I mean, Kyle Busch is the best right now in the sport, able to, to you know, outrun him. Uh, man, that was cool to see. And then the, just the raw emotion, you know, in his interview. But but I figured you'd like that, man. Yeah, that was such a career-changing moment for him. And, you know, even in the interview, he said yesterday was the toughest – uh, day of his life, you know, announcing the miscarriage, which prayers for them. That's horrible. Uh, to coming back today and beating one of the greatest uh, to get behind a wheel and hold him off like he did, man. There were so many like up and downs those last two laps where you're like, yeah, this is Kyle's now. And he just, he was up on the wheel, fucking wheeling that thing. Yeah, he was. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I looked up with about four to go, and Kyle was like seven-tenths of a second back. I swear to you, he gained like four-tenths of a second in one turn. And I don't yeah, know what he I, did. Was Chase panicking, you think? I don't know, man. That It was crazy, though. He was like seven-tenths back, and I looked up, and he was like three-tenths back, and like right on his ass. So, whew, it had me nervous. I was really uh, – I was wanting uh, Chase Briscoe or one of the um, the junior motorsports cars to, to win, so I'm I'm happy with that. Not the biggest forward guy, but, you know. Yeah, well, if that caution when it came out, it would definitely would have been a junior motorsports car to win. And like you said, I hate the blue oval, but I'm not going to not like somebody because of that. And I and I really like Chase Briscoe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, man, outside of that awesome Xfinity race, we had to, get, we had to go ahead and get that out of the way. Just because of uh, just that's kind of fresh in our, our minds right now. We just got through watching it, but. Man, we got back to racing Sunday afternoon, and we kind of got a lot to talk about because we've been, gosh, we went, what, three weeks? I think our last uh, our last episode was our interview with Anthony Alfredo, I believe so. Yeah, I believe you're right. And if y'all haven't seen that, it's an uh, awesome guy. Y'all need to go check that out. So, um, But since then, we've had a lot of news. We've had a full week of racing. We have raced, uh, what, three races in five days? Yes, I love this schedule. I hope it just stays for the the, the rest of the year. And we're gearing up for uh, one of the crown jewel events in the NASCAR schedule with the Coca-Cola 600. So that leads me into uh, our Sunday race at Darlington. And uh, man, just what what were your thoughts on it? I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, real quick for you guys. I will say I enjoyed the day race better, and there's some reasons why here in a second. But I want to hear yeah. what you had to say. I definitely enjoyed the day race better too, just because Kyle Busch ruined the night race for me and I couldn't sleep. But uh, <laughs> I'm just, man, 
that was gut wrenching watching him get dumped like that, knowing the rain was about to hit the track and knowing he was about to pass Denny Hamlin with fresher tires and, and win the race. But that I think Darlington is one of those races you have to have on your uh, resume to be great. And I think last night that was stolen from him, but uh, it was great racing other than you couldn't pass the leader unless you had fresher tires. But what are your thoughts on last night's? Well, last night's race, I, I enjoyed it. Um, the entertainment factor was definitely there with the last, um, you know, what brought out the last caution. That's going to be talked about for a long. I was telling you earlier, you know, they always uh, – they always shoot to the uh, the image of Dale, Dale Jr. being spun at Richmond by Kyle, you know. Um, so I think this is this is at that magnitude uh, with Chase Elliott. And, man, we'll see going forward what happens. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm ex- – I, I don't think that Chase is going to pay him back in uh, uh, like a blatant wreck or anything like that. Um, but I did see that someone made some good points uh, over the last couple of years. Chase has been on the receiving end – of some uh, JGR stuff, you know, with Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. He might be close to his breaking point. But with that said, I enjoyed that. I felt like the day race, there was more uh, – It was the track was hotter. It was slicker. There was more jockeying for position. And I felt like the outside lane came into play more, which is more of, you know, your traditional Darlington race. So I don't know why, man. I just really enjoyed uh, the day race and the way the racing looked. Um, yeah, because, you know, Clint Boyer had that bottom working in the night race. You couldn't really do that in the day race. But to your point with Chase and his breaking point, uh, a lot of people said he wasn't going to repay Denny Hamlin either, and he did. Yeah. And and I don't – you don't see Chase Elliott going out of the box, flicking somebody off or complaining like he did. I do think he is at a breaking point, and he's tired of being on the wrong end of all this bad luck and, and shit like that that happened last night. Right. But he didn't he didn't straight up wreck Denny Hamlin. He raced him extremely hard. And uh, you know, I mean that that Phoenix race where um he caused Denny to have the flat tire, that race was there was a lot on the line for both those drivers. Both those drivers had um were technically in must win situations to make it to the final four that year. So I feel like I, I don't think he would have raced Denny the way that as as hard, but I, I think in that situation he was going to be raced hard either way. I think that Denny got away, get, got off kind of light on on that. You know, what oh I mean? definitely for so, taking somebody out from a win and getting raced hard is definitely getting off light. But I don't think he's going to go. I think the apology from Kyle Busch is going to be on the mind of Chase Elliott when they get back in the car, and I don't think he's going to go intentionally dump him, but. I definitely don't think he's going to be giving him any fucking favors anytime soon. Right. Yeah, and I I also think that people were – now, that was a huge mistake by Kyle, but there, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media saying that it was something that happened on purpose, and I can assure you that – I don't, don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't think Kyle Busch turned right into his quarter panel to spin him maliciously and on purpose. But – it was a huge mistake, and uh, like he said in his interview, man, he he pretty much summed it up. He's going to have to, he's there's going to be some kind of consequence going down, you know, down the road. So we'll see what that is, whether it's you know Chase uh, racing him really hard or or what it is. And from and from my understanding, um, obviously we're not in the garage, we don't know, but um, I always heard that Kyle and Chase had a, a pretty good relationship. So 
are pretty friendly. So um, we'll see what, what this brings moving forward. So, uh, man, last night is really the talk of the week. I mean, I want to talk so much about uh, Sunday's race because um, it's a huge deal with Kevin Harvick reaching 50 wins. I feel like that it, it almost puts him in, in, an, in another class, you know what I mean? To me and, and, and in my perspective, um, especially if you look at modern era wins, uh, you know, he's up there. So, um, yep. So, and, and I just wanted to point that out. Like if you take away like a lot of wins out of the the modern era, Jeff Gordon pretty much sets the standard for that. And, um, you know, to be for Kevin Harvick to be grouped in that 50 plus club, you know, you start, uh, you start thinking about what is his legacy going to be? Obviously he's a champion, obviously a hall of famer, but, uh, I don't know. You reach five zero, and it starts looking pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously going to have a great legacy, but when you think of the goats in NASCAR, you're always going to look to Jimmy. In my opinion, Gordon, uh, Petty, and Earnhardt. Right. I don't think I don't think Harvick is even in that ballpark, but he's definitely going to have a. He's having a great career. He's had a great career, and he will definitely uh, be one of the greatest drivers ever racing NASCAR, in my opinion. Right, and, with his, you know, and with his two-year extension, man, he's he's got time to win a lot more races. So we'll see. Yeah, but, uh, I just okay. He's forty-four. I think Jimmy's forty-four. Why is he still winning and Jimmy's struggling so bad? Do you think? Well, I think a lot of it, a lot of Jimmy's uh, struggles are coming just from uh, Chevrolet's struggles the last couple of years. For one. Uh, okay, I was talking to Rattlesnake about the same situation, and that's what I brought up is the the Chevy body. Mm-hmm. But th- he's definitely not the same driver. And and all right, so this and th- and this is the big point I wanted to bring up about Sunday's race. The mistake he made in uh, segment one, and for those who didn't watch the race, uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, on the last lap of stage one. I mean, he clearly had the best car in stage one in that race. Um, he makes a mistake behind Busher and ends up wrecking himself, really. And so, and, and takes himself out. I think Jimmy, three years ago, uh, doesn't make that mistake. I, it, it's almost like he's forgot, he hadn't forgotten how to, to win to get to victory lane, but he's, he's rusty. He's not used to, to leading, the, leading these races. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's almost like he's, he's hit the reset button and, 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 I don't know why he's struggling, but I will say this. Kevin Harvick, it, you look at, you know, because that's what we're doing here. We're comparing Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson. Um, you look at his career uh, pre-Stuart uh, Haas racing. Um, it's not that impressive. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but he, he hadn't won his championship yet. Um, I don't think he had but 20-some-odd wins, um, you know, his career had not looked that impressive. He had years where it was just uh, lows. And, um, you know, getting paired with Rodney Childress and going over to that organization was huge for his career. I mean, do we even consider him uh, – if, if that never happens, he stays over at RCR. You look at how many races RCR's won since Kevin Harvick's left. If, if he's in that three-car, he wins two more races. We He's not a Hall of Famer, is he? No. He doesn't win his championship. Right. So. It's a lot of different things. Stuart Haas switched over to Ford, too, at a time when Chevrolet started declining. So um, I think that 
in NASCAR, especially in all sports, you have to be in the right place at the right time. And I just feel like right now, Jimmy is in the wrong place um, at, at the back half of his career. And it's really exploiting some of, uh, some of his faults right now. But how do you, I don't, okay. Well, I guess I'm saying, how do you develop those faults when you can't blame it on age? Cause he's in phenomenal shape. He's in better shape than Kevin Harvick. Right. Um, I wouldn't even say he's rusty, Jr. Like, can you say he's he hasn't forgot how to win a race? I don't think he. Do you think just the nerves get the better of him now? I think I, I think it's got to be a little bit of it. I mean, like I mean, I, you just go back to the, to Sunday's race. I mean, what do you think? Do you think he makes that mistake? And uh, we'll even go as far as to saying twenty seventeen, Jimmy. Twenty seventeen, Jimmy. You know, it wasn't Jimmy at the top of his game, but what do you think 2017 Jimmy makes that mistake on the last lap? He he follows Chris Busher to the line and wins the stage, gets 10 extra bonus points, I think. Yeah, I don't know why he was pushing it that hard. I think he's got so much pressure on himself to to get back to the level he was, which he'll never be back to that level. But, I mean, he's currently, what, sixth, seventh or something in points? Right, somewhere in there. So, I mean, he's in the ballpark. He's running consistent. He's just – I think he'll get a win this year. I think so too, especially as good as uh, the the Hendrick cars. They they look to be back. They they are back, and Alex so, Bowman and and Chase Elliott are showing that. Yep. Yeah, I know we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it while we're on air. I think Alex Bowman. He he might be a championship contender this year. I know we touched base on this earlier, <laughs> and I think you're jumping. If okay, if you're saying Alex Bowman is a championship contender, you just you must think. Chase Elliott is a favorite to win the championship because he's better and he's more consistent than Alex Bowman, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that he is, as far as uh, Hendrick Motorsports' consistency over the last couple of years, he has definitely been the model for that. But um, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a swagger about Alex Bowman right now. We'll see if he cares. I mean, we're early in the season. It doesn't feel like it because we had a two-month hiatus, but um, we'll see where – where it carries him. But there's almost a swagger about him right now. I don't know if you think the same. I mean, just watch some of the moves he makes on track. I mean, there's just something about him right now. No, he's definitely driving with confidence. I just don't think this year he's anywhere capable of winning a championship. So when you think of uh, championship contenders, are you I, – I look at, like, the um, who I think is going to make it into the uh, the final eight drivers that's who i look at when i say championship contenders because once you get to that point in the playoffs um it's a crapshoot for uh, homestead or i guess it's phoenix now it's yeah. a crapshoot for phoenix so that, that's what i consider uh, championship contenders and if you remember i didn't have alex bowman i had alex bowman going kind of far into the playoffs i, I didn't make him into the uh, round of eight i don't believe when we had our prediction show but um but I, I think he's a round of eight driver right now, and and to me that's a championship contender, and that that's where I'm basing that's where I'm basing my logic of that off of. Yeah, I can see round of eight for sure. I just I don't know. I think you have to go through that hardship to learn how to win in championship four. Because I mean, there's several drivers that have just had heartbreak in the championship four race that have come back to win their championship, and yeah. I don't know. I just Alex Bowman, he is talented, and, and he's definitely proved me wrong this year. I don't even think I had him in the playoffs You did. Uh, coming into the season, but he has proved me wrong, and I will be the first one to say that. 
But uh, I I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll see as the the season uh, progresses down the road. Here we got uh, two Charlotte races coming up. I suspect with the package and uh, and the way that that track runs, I, I feel like the Hendrick car is going to be pretty good there. Um, and then we got Bristol after that, and that's uh, to be determined. The one race that we did run in the uh, the lower downforce package um, at Phoenix, they weren't particularly great in that race and i think that their strong suit is going to be these uh intermediate tracks with the uh with the more worn out surfaces so i got charlotte circled i think that uh hendrick motorsports is going to be good good next week just like they were here at darlington i hope so i mean i'm a chase fan and i always support hendrick but i think those jgr cars are going to be tough as well oh yeah but kind of moving on to uh the next thing i had i had for us today i wanted to talk about some of the um uh, our rookie, our rookie competitors from this week, um, man. Sat, uh, Sunday was kind of the the day of the rookies, as it seemed, because Tyler Reddick and John Hernemchek both had phenomenal races. Top ten, a top ten at Darlington, uh, your first time out, I think, is really impressive. Um, and especially for uh, John Hunter Nemechek and that front row motorsports car. I know yesterday, if you look at that race, that was terrible, but. You look at the Sunday's day race, man, that, that's a good run for both of them. And then Tyler Reddick, he impressed me at Phoenix. He's continued to impress me. And I think he would have finished better than, uh, uh, you know, where he did if uh, we could have got some laps going because he was a little better on the long run. It looked like he was able to, to pick off a few cars in uh, Sunday's race. Um, yeah. Name a check, man. Like, you're as a rookie, I don't think you need to be consistent top 10 to show what you're capable of. But just runs like the uh, Sunday race where you just have flashes of how great you can be just shows like all the fans and, and your team that you're capable of, you know, once you learn the ins and outs of this package and the cup car uh, of how far you could go and be a championship contender. But Redick is a wheelman. Nemechek is very, very impressive. And I think he's going under the radar because so much of the talk is about Redick coming into the season. but. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Nemechek won the Rookie of the Year. Is that is that your new prediction? I think you had Christopher Bell win the year, but but man, Christopher Bell finally put together a race uh, Sunday. I think he finished eleventh uh, yesterday or uh, or yes last night. I think he finished eleventh because rain came. I think he was stayed out on old tires. Did he? I can't. I can't remember uh, who else. I thought Denny was the only one that stayed out, but. Regardless, but he finished a race, and that's—I don't think he had finished but one up to that point. So, um, on that front, he finally finished a race. I think that—that's that, hopefully that's building blocks to moving forward that get that team going into the right direction because it has been a struggle. I feel like he's—he wrecks two times a race. I feel like he's the new Ricky Stenthouse. He just—he saves the car and he doesn't destroy it as bad as Stenthouse. Yeah, don't say that. Ricky Stenhouse didn't even make it uh, to turn uh, three in Sunday's race, the first race back. So I don't know about going that far, but I mean, you're all right about that. He, he, I mean, he had a mechanical failure in uh, one of the races. Was it Vegas? I yeah, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of cautions that come out are are due to Chris Bell this year. I don't know why. I think that it just feels like he's always yeah. self spinning. Yeah, well, it just seems that way, but. He finally put together a race, and then Cole Custer, of course, had some trouble uh, um, some trouble Wednesday night as well. But he was running good. He ran 
pretty decent the whole entire race. And and I think that's uh, him being on uh, that team is going to help him uh, develop. So I don't know. I just look look at him to to almost almost be like Eric Jones when he went to uh, to Furniture Row that one year. The year started off kind of slow, and they started picking it up near the end of the season, almost won at Bristol. I can almost see uh, uh, something like that from Cole Custer. So we'll, we'll have to see. But, um, but yeah, just wanted to touch on our rookies right quick and uh, and and talk about how well they ran, man. Real surprising. Didn't have any of them in the uh, top ten in, uh, in yesterday's race, but yesterday's race was kind of wild. And the rain cut us about 20 laps short. So, um, But, man, just uh, – just been a great week of racing. I guess we can kind of preview Charlotte and what, what we're kind of expecting now. Yeah. Um, are they running the full 600 miles Sunday? They are running the full 600 Sunday. Okay. I was, I mean, I know everybody's off work Monday, but I just didn't know with the new revamp schedule if we were doing the full 600. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, and then after that, uh, you know, we got this similar schedule um, as the Darlington schedule was this week with uh, – ex- I think trucks are actually running Monday, Xfinity Tuesday, and then we're uh, coming back for a, another one on Wednesday. Uh, how do you how do you like the uh, invert and and stuff like that they're doing? I actually didn't love it. I, I didn't like the. I mean, I, I don't know how else you're going to get a um, a fair starting order. I mean, I guess they did did what they what they could with it, but I mean, with no qualifying and no practice, I mean, what do you set it as if you set it by Excuse me. You said it by driver's points uh, or car owner points. Um, you know, you'd have almost the exact same lineup for for both races. And Kevin Harvick, you know, if he gets out in clean air, and you know, he might win Wednesday too. You never know. I think it kind of gives him an unfair advantage. So I, I see what they were doing with it, but but I don't love. What, what, what was your take on it? I don't know. I just I don't really think. I know track position is king at Darlington, but. In a race that long, I think it's just uh, the cream is going to rise to the top uh, in most races. And if you give some some of these top drivers that long of a race, they're going to find their way to the top ten and eventually top five if if you're fast enough. Right. Well, I mean, I, I heard I seen words used like gimmick and stuff like that. But um, if you want my honest opinion, a lot of uh, rule changes and stuff that NASCAR is doing nowadays are kind of gimmicky. So, um, so I, don't, I agree with that. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have a strong opinion on it one way or another. Um, I see why they did it. You know, inversions are a huge part of uh, local short track racing. Um, it it kind of makes things exciting. So, um, huh. we're kind of wanting to get back to our roots. So I guess this is, uh, that's uh, the direction I decided to go with it. Would you like Wednesday night races? Oh yeah, I, I loved having a race in the middle of the week. Had, had something to look forward to if they were able to run it. You know, you know, the, we we're all on the edge of our seats for rain. But, um, but yeah, I'm fine with the Wednesday night races. I hope that we throw something in there um, moving forward. It's always cool. Um, you know, Eldor is usually in the middle of the week too for the Truck Series, mm-hmm. and that's something I usually look forward to. Um, you know, every year so. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, I hope it becomes a part of the sport. And I know putting people in the stands on during a weeknight would be tough. But I think the way the attendance has been looking over the last few years, 
races. I don't think it would hurt to have, you know, a Darlington night race, a Martinsville night race, something like that on Wednesdays. Yeah, I think it would be cool um, for for some somewhere like that, uh, somewhere close to Charlotte. Um, the teams can drive. Limit practice and qualifying, it would be a day event. Give it to us on Wednesday night or something like that. I think that'd be cool. I'm going to tell you it would be a good idea is go to uh, a smaller track. You know, you, they're talking about the – and Nashville might be a little unrealistic to drive through, drive through, but the Nashville Fairgrounds will be, you know, if that does come back, or Rockingham. You know, there's no lights at Rockingham, so that might not – that might be out of the question. Or Bristol or somewhere like that. Somewhere short and a short drive from Charlotte, I think, would be perfect for a midweek race. Um, yeah, I, I think Bristol, Richmond, Martinsville, Charlotte, all those tracks work for it. And I believe it would have to be a shorter race. Like, like last night's race was was shorter. It was right. five hundred kilometers, which you know is, is don't a, use that word. Well, that's what it was. I, mean, I know. I feel like we're in F one series or some stupid shit like that. But that's uh, you know it, it made it significantly shorter. So right. So I think it's I think it, it almost has to be something like that. And I think that uh, some of these other tracks. Shoot, I would even be fine um, if they went. To the madhouse and 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 race. I know that's really unrealistic. That's like a quarter of a mile track, but <laughs> but you know, oh man. I mean that that would, that would be cool. So um, I don't know how pit stops would work. That would be insanity. But um, it'd be something. I, I think that we're we're going to get something like that. Not maybe not as crazy as that, but but something like a Nashville Fairgrounds or something. It's going to be a shorter race. Let I just think if you're a NASCAR fan, expect. Some midweek races when uh, huge when wholesale changes are made to the schedule. Oh yeah, uh, I think it's it's more likely going to happen than not. Yep. But uh, but outside of that, man, I, I had a ton of topics that I've kind of collected over the last couple of weeks, but um, we kind of waited so long; they're almost irrelevant. Um, I guess one of the uh, the biggest things, and this is big for you. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh. Chase Elliott's on one of the uh, NASCAR Heat Five covers. What do you? Think I did see that. that. I did think it's like? a beautiful looking cover. <laughs> yeah, did. Are you going to pick it up just because he's on the cover? I'm not a fanboy like that, but uh, I do have an Xbox now. So, but I just don't. I think that the videos that I have seen of people playing Xbox and NASCAR Heat is a joke to me. Well, you right. You I race, so. Oh uh, yeah, well that's a simulator. It's simulating a real car. This is, I'm not out here throwing footballs with the, the X button on yeah. my control. I don't know. I just think it's two completely different things. It is. It's, it's a game. It's a, it's a relaxed game, I think. So when I go to I race, I'm not really relaxed. I'm really tense. Yeah. Um, you're really, you know, up on the wheel driving the thing. Yeah. Now, I will say I, I did download a PlayStation 2 emulator on my computer and I've been playing. You know NASCAR Thunder and stuff, oh, uh, God. because NASCAR Thunder 04 was the best NASCAR video game that was ever made. <laughs> Anyone argue with me, please? I'm not, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> but man, we're gonna go ahead and sign off, guys. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. I'm going on vacation this weekend for Memorial Day, so happy Memorial Day and. Um, and, you know, want to celebrate our veterans. Um, probably going to go to the beach for that. Uh, going to break some social distancing rules. Just kidding. South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Myrtle Did Beach. You, oh, no. You, you need to be careful about going to Myrtle Beach. Did you see the shooting Sunday? I'm going to North Myrtle. Okay. Well, don't go close to the strip. 
I got you. Yeah, I did see that that shooting. I I didn't finish watching the video. We're gonna we're gonna be safe. I'm uh, too much of a pansy to get into a shooting. So yeah. Well, I hope you have a good time, man. And like Jr. said, thank y'all to all the veterans and. We're glad to be back on air, and we apologize for taking a break, but uh, racing's back now, so it kind of gives us something to talk about, and we'll be bringing some episodes every Friday again. Yep, guys, and hopefully we'll have some more, uh, some better content for you. Kind of threw this together tonight, but um, but we're working hard over here when we can. Like I said, we got, we got full-time jobs, too, we're, uh, so so we're wide open. I'm ready for the rain to subside. I'm tired of my, my feet being wet um, at work, but, uh, but yeah, guys, y'all... Uh, Y'all have a good evening, have a good week, and we'll uh, we'll see y'all next week.